0: Welcome everyone to this week's Really Big Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Chizuk. I am joined as always by my wife and co-host Acronym.
1: What is that? I don't know. I was trying to just say something other than I. That noise.
0: Ooh. Was
1: that thing in that song that we were listening to yesterday? With- oh
0: I told Yeah.
1: <laughs> and he did it like three times. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, and we are here on the Really Big Fan Podcast, as always, to introduce you to one of our friends who is a really big fan of something this week. We're going to be talking to one of your friends, Alex, about one of her favorite horror movie franchises. We're getting an early jump on the spooky season. You already kind of got sp- an early jump on the spooky season. A little bit. You uh, you sent me... Uh, what was it last week you sent me that you like you went to Target and bought a whole bunch of those
1: oh yeah I bought spider webs for the show Oh, so yeah. let me plug this at the front there you go uh, so we got found in the underground five coming up at on October 22nd at the Tangent Gallery from six to midnight three music stages 30 plus artists vending and we're gonna have a damn great Halloween party there's even a costume contest with a prize so
0: I will not be entering
1: you will not be entering? No. No. You don't want to enter the costume contest? I don't. Okay. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> not really helping. <laughs> I I did already tell you you were working anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like You got volunteered. I'm already out of the job. What am I getting paid? <laughs> uh, probably 15 an hour. Not bad. That's fair, right? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Not bad. <laughs> no, I bought a bag of spider webs that also look like cocaine. So... I came home with a bag of spider webs. I was texting. Look, I got cocaine at Target. <laughs> Designer Brandon got a text that was literally a picture of all the bags in the cart. Yeah. like, they look like cocaine, but they're spider webs. <laughs> and then he's like, both, both, both.
0: <laughs> so, where can people find all the information about Fight You? Five. You keep calling it
1: Fight You. <laughs> it's not a promotion from the WWE. Fight You. Fight or AEW. You. It sounds like Fight You fight uh, forever or whatever that...
0: Going to the Tangent Gallery this October. You can, fight you! You
1: can find it at acronymiz.com slash FITUfest. We also have socials if you look up Found in the Underground. If you put Found in the Underground in on Facebook, you'll find the call for art, the actual event, and the page itself, and then there's an FITUfest Instagram, so... Please come and check those out. We've got early bird tickets going for 13 bucks right now on Eventbrite, and there'll be 15 at the door. So save yourself a little bit of cash.
0: All these people that wanted to add free shows are very pissed right now.
1: <laughs> I have my own read. My own read. Fine. Oh uh, love what we're doing. Right, what we're...
0: While we're throwing ads at you, make sure uh, you follow us on Patreon, patreon.com backslash really big pod. That's where for five bucks a month you can get the uh, double feature podcast with me and Mike Pandoff talking about some of our favorite movies. Things are heating up. We're gonna record uh the fourth episode this week, which means we got eight movies. And once we have ten, oh boy. Then movies start dropping off the uh dropping off
1: the list. I feel like Royal Tenenbaums Moms is gonna be the one that drops off first. No, it's gonna be friggin' the departed. <laughs> I cannot believe you ate The Departed. Actually, it's I think
0: Strange Days is at the bottom of the list. I'd have to look, but I think yeah. Strange Days is actually at the bottom of the list, which hurts a little it's bit. It's a but bad move. No, it's just that we've just... chosen movies that we liked collectively much more yeah. than Strange Days, but Strange Days is still, still a fun movie. Still a good watch.
1: So bef- before all of the cool things that we talk about, we're going to hit the headline. Stole it right off of I John in John feel it. I'm trying to make it so that the AI doesn't freak out on you. I wonder if it'll auto-tune you. Oh,
0: that would be funny. I
1: can't wait to find
0: <laughs> Well, the day after we did last week's Really Big Fan podcast, the day after Nintendo had a Nintendo Direct that morning, which was funny because I'm currently training you in the job that I'm doing so that I can move to a new job. Mm-hmm. And uh, so instead of listening to the radio, I just had YouTube up. And I was just kind of listening to it to see when they would announce something
1: that I would be interested in. Honestly, it didn't seem like there was a
0: lot. No, well, that's the... Okay, so, so Nintendo did theirs. And then later in the day, PlayStation did what they call a state of play, which is the exact same thing. Hey, yeah. here's a bunch of stuff to get excited about in the next six to 12 months. It's funny because when Nintendo does one... I'm just looking, I'm just listening until they announce something I could be excited about for my Nintendo Switch. Yes. When PlayStation does one, I'm trying to compile a list of reasons to actually spend $600 on a PlayStation 5 <laughs> because there's not going to, at that price point, there's not going to be a one game that's like, oh, I got to have that. Like when we, we bought the Switch almost specifically because of Mario Kart Yeah, and then found a whole bunch of cool games <laughs> that were it, but like... I'm going to need at least three games that I know I'm going to want and love before I can even imagine dropping that kind of money. So we'll get to the PlayStation stuff in a minute. but Nintendo announced that the Mario versus Donkey Kong series is coming back. That used to be on the, uh, the DS. Um, they're doing, uh, let me see here, Super Mario RPG. They give us more information on that, some of the changes that will be in Super Mario RPG, which is really fun. They're actually including in the uh, Squaresoft game Chrono Trigger. Uh, you would have three party members at all times um, and you could switch guys out because I think you had six or seven. Yeah. But depending on which three you had, you would get attacks where all three of them would get to do an attack.
1: Gotcha.
0: And that's, that's they're including that in the Super Mario RPG remake that's coming out, so that's really fun. Yeah, that's pretty fun. Um, despite the fact that I don't like it, uh, many people are very nostalgic for the original Tomb Raider series on the PlayStation, and those are all coming next Valentine's Day.
1: Oh, great. 24. Perfect time for pointy
0: titties. For pointy titties, that's right. <laughs> uh Detective Pikachu's got a new game on the way. I was Ah oh, no! I was excited because Trombone Champ is making its way from Steam to the Switch and it's got like uh motion controls, so you can move your your Joy-Con up and down to find the note.
1: As they were doing that on the Nintendo Direct and playing the audio, I was very thankful that the game was supposed to be coming out while I was in Chicago. Yeah. And then you didn't even do it then. No, I didn't I didn't I didn't bother. Well, it's like you waited. It's like so I can hear it. It's like 15 bucks and you know. I'll wait. I'll wait for it to go on sale. It sounds so awful. It sounds it like does. when I first tried to learn how to play the violin. That's why it's fun. Oh god. <laughs>
0: Konami's decided uh, to instead of trying to make a new Contra that everyone will hate, just redo the original Contra with uh, new graphics, which is coming out next year, and everyone's gonna love that.
1: Luigi's Mansion Two,
0: Luigi's Mansion Two HD, because Luigi's Mansion Two already a uh, a game, so they're just HDing it. And they uh, decided to take F Zero and turn it into a battle royale with F Zero Ninety Nine. I tried it over the weekend; fun as hell.
1: <laughs> it's
0: really, really fun. Really simple to. It's it's kind of like it's like all good Nintendo games like it's really simple to drop into and figure out how to work but then there's all these little things that you don't get the first time around that the more you play it the more you're like oh I'm supposed to do this not this
1: yeah yeah
0: like yeah you want to be first by the time you hit that fourth uh, that fourth go around on the track but it actually pays to be behind people yeah and we're throughout away. the game yeah <laughs> so yeah that's all the stuff Nintendo announced uh, a couple hours later PlayStation showed a whole bunch of games off the only ones that really grabbed me is that for the PlayStation VR, uh, there's a Ghostbusters. Yeah, Ghostbusters fun. Rise of the Ghost Lord.
1: I, and just so you know, the logo actually has the ghost wearing a VR head Right, and, and he's got the, the little things in his It's little joystick. That's, yeah, it's that's fun. That's pretty great.
0: It's fun. They're also doing a VR mode for Resident Evil 4, which is kind of cool. They showed off, uh, I think, 65 costumes for the Spider-Man. Oh, wow. Spider-Man 2. I did the math, and that means that, like, If Venom has extra costumes, then each of them gets just over 20.
1: Yeah. But that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that's that's super cool. It'll be neat to see which uh, which ones. And they showed us a big ass trailer for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which is the second part of the Final Fantasy VII Remake stuff.
1: Now you said this is the one that's on two disks.
0: This is on two Yeah, this is on two disks. It's going to have two disks worth of content.
1: You have the technology.
0: <laughs>
1: Why is it on two disks?
0: I well, I'm sure it's going to be a lot of movie sequences. Yeah. Um, but also I'm I'm sure they're just going to they're just cramming information, they're cramming game in those
1: disks. Sometimes things are just too much. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking
0: of that, I was telling you yesterday. There's a collector's edition of this mm-hmm. that is three hundred and fifty dollars. No, because it comes with like a statue of Sephiroth and some extra junk. Um, another thing that's real weird about this game, you don't take your save file from Final Fantasy Remake, and like continue on in this one start over you start over at level one with your characters they'll start with depending on what your save game had as far as like your your matera that allows you to do magic spells mm-hmm. that stuff will affect what your game starts as in rebirth That's weird. but you have to say it doesn't continue on like the mass effect series was real good for that you would finish mass effect one and it would start you back at level one within reason But all the choices you had made in the last game led into choices you would have to make in the next one, which was cool.
1: Well, that's always the hard part because it's like I've told you before. Sometimes I have restarted like Banjo-Tooie and stuff like that over and over again because like I've gapped in time so much that I don't remember how to do things. For sure. Every time you start like a Banjo series, you have to start from ground zero and you can't do those moves until they're taught to you. Yeah, that's... Are you going to run into that with this? probably
0: there's probably going to be a, a level of um you can't do that quite yet because you don't have the right matera or you don't have mm-hmm. the sword or you just haven't gotten to the right level to do it yet but Same. uh it's going <laughs> to include uh red 13 um uh yuffie's back it shows vincent the vampire will be in this one and uh i think i even saw sid he's a he's a guy who flies the airship for you in final fantasy 7 so it'll be uh up to, up to, i mean so now, if I got a PlayStation 5, I would get Spider Man and I would get Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth. Yeah. So it's two. I'm up to two. Still not enough. Still not enough, though. No.
1: So. All I can think is that somebody like Fred Durst is going to get that collector's edition. So he has Sephiroth to sit on. Hell yeah, he is. Ray. Hell yeah. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what that is. <laughs> While we're talking
0: about video games, there was also a kerfuffle over the uh, over last week over what is called the Unity engine, which a lot of games use in order to uh, game makers use to make their games. Hmm. It's a it's a bunch of tools that makes it easy to, you know, create your your 3D worlds and stuff like that. Uh, Unity announced that starting next year, they would. Um, they would add a on for every X amount of games that you had sold mm-hmm. which a bunch of game makers lost their minds about because if you put a game on something like say uh Xbox Game Pass you're not getting a sale off of that like yeah. X- uh, Microsoft is giving you a chunk of change so that you can put your game on there and all their Game Pass subscribers can download it yeah. and if they like it, they can pay the full price before it goes off Game Pass, but they could also just play it real hardcore for a few months on Game Pass, beat it, and then never have given you money. Yep. And were that to be the case, when thousands upon thousands of people are downloading on Game Pass, it would suddenly cost uh companies money because of Unity. Yeah, yeah. Because they use Unity
1: to produce their game. That's such garbage.
0: Yeah. So Plenty of game studios were like, well, we won't be using Unity anymore, which means uh, our game is not going to be coming out when we told you it is next year. Right. Because we're going to have to find a new
1: That would literally be tool set. like freaking Adobe Photoshop charging me per photo for someone yeah. to post a photo. Like, that is so ridiculous. Yeah. That
0: That's pretty much
1: exactly what it was. Yeah. And after about
0: three or four days, Unity apologized and walked it back and said... Uh, We're looking into our options, but we won't do that. We're not going to do that.
1: Yes. (laughs) Better not. Yeah. So horny. Absolutely wild stuff. Well, considering we also have the issue of uh, Twitter just further burning down, now Elon wants to put a subscription cost effective to use Twitter. Just to use Twitter at all? Yeah. It's not a free service anymore. Yeah, they'll be basically meeting our stuff. I'm not t- I, too. Can I, can I
0: Netflix it and use somebody else's Twitter on?
1: <laughs> I don't think that it works like that. Somebody else would have to be paying Elon. Somebody, Anyone that's willing to pay Elon is probably a shit person. Somebody,
0: somebody's <laughs> paying for Twitter, but they've got 12 other users on their Twitter plan.
1: Yeah, and then one person's trying to be all like calm and and cool and collected, and then the other one's literally like sending death threats to Elon. Yeah, that's not going right. to work out
0: that was something that happened with
1: the unity story yeah
0: that they had to shut their offices down either i think it was friday afternoon because they were getting death
1: threats not shocked yeah because it's like if if you know psycho people that stay at home and only play games and don't have any like social cues sure life are gonna lose their games because they're doing that so then that game's not gonna come out of course they're gonna get right so yeah they're gonna lose their minds yeah exactly
0: um, and the last story I've got is from the world of comic books. So um, back in the early 2000s, Vertigo Comics, uh, which is a publisher of D.C., um, published a book called Fables. Yeah. Um, it was based on uh, it was based around Snow White and Big B, the Big Bad Wolf and all the uh, Cinderella mm-hmm. and, and Prince Charming. All those people living in modern times in a uh, borough of New York and trying to keep under wraps that they were. Yeah. Actually, these historical figures from Fables. Um, It was published by DC Vertigo, but Bill Willingham is the guy who had written it, Mm -hmm. written the story, and uh, he'd done it for years and years. Uh, So, the way Vertigo comics typically work, like, for instance, Preacher is a Vertigo comic. Um, Garth Enos and Steve Dillon, the writer and artist of Preacher, own the rights to Preacher. Yes. But they also kind of are in a... uh, What's the word I'm looking for? I partnership with DC Vertigo. DC Vertigo yeah. publishes Preacher, so they also have a, uh, a cut of it, yeah. yeah. They they've got a claim on it. Well, and I'm sure that the TV show also got a claim too and stuff like that. Right, like when the TV show came out, not only did the creators get you know checks and 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 stuff, but like it comes back to DC Warner Brothers. Right, like we've got a successful TV show. So last week, Bill Willingham, Bill Willingham made an announcement that um. Fables would be going into the public domain
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, as of, uh, I think, in a week or two. Um, and part of that is because he's had a, a kind of a falling out with DC, in the same way Alan Morgan had a falling out with DC. And that's why they keep Watchmen in print all the time, is that way they still own
1: Watchmen. Yeah. Uh,
0: it. So Bill Willingham had said that uh, he claimed he was the undisputed owner to the copyright for Fables, mm-hmm. and that when uh, the when the copyright lapsed, he was letting it go into public domain so people could make their own fable stories. Yes, and they would—they would be le- absolutely legal. Mm-hmm. Um, DC within about twenty-four hours uh, responded say- with pictures of the copyright forms, saying that no, you own half the copyright and we own half the copyright. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like that's probably going to go to court. Yeah, more- before anything happens. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting, We're gonna settle it's interesting, what, like 20, 30 years later that, uh, we've got another creator, um, who, who made a very beloved, uh, series of comic books for DC comics mm-hmm. that has had a falling out and is, you know, to say, no, DC comics as a company are more than likely going to go out of their way yep. to keep that shit in print and mess with that guy for so the rest of, uh, the rest of his life. Yeah. In the same way that Alan Moore has been
1: kind of messed with forever. It's getting to be a point that you just don't want to create things anymore in this world because of the way that people are like if you want to create something like I'm getting to this point myself where it's like if you create something, you have so many rules that you got to follow to where yeah. you're not going to piss somebody off or upset anybody in terms of like like what you're creating. Or there's going to be like a public outcry for like how things are supposed to be done or whatever. And even with certain time frames, it's almost like I'm getting to this point where I wouldn't want to get past a certain level because then right. I get past that level. Everything is going to get so much more difficult in order to function. Yeah. Like even something as simple as, you know, like the curating the show that I'm curating right now. I'm looking at it and going like, oh, I still want a headliner for the rock side. But I don't want to go with anybody with a label because that automatically means they're not underground. That's not right. Uh, a local.
0: Well, and that that comes want. with its own yeah. complications. Yeah, comes with
1: its own complications. And then you also you're on the flip side of wanting to get somebody that has a draw. Yeah. Where is the line between those two things of like, how do you make it where it's not going to be complicated yet? It is what you want. Right. And I feel like, you know, with some of these things that you do, like if you're creating a comic book or something like that, if you're on an indie group even it's like music labels and stuff you're if you're on an indie label you probably have more creative control of what you're doing for sure but if you don't get past a certain point you're not going to make money from it either yeah. so where is the line between if, the sellout and not sellout and is it going to be viewed
0: as if then? you want the massive worldwide distribution of you know a major label or a ma- major publisher you
1: also have to deal with the problem of like working within their boundaries. Well, and you're seeing that now with, like, the strikes and everything else, too. You have independent filmmakers that want to make things that can't make things right now if they're part of SAG or WDA or anything else like that. And then you have to go through a series of hoops to even get it approved to do it now during the strike. And then if you do it, then some people are gonna call you scabs anyway, because for sure they're saying picket line to a degree, even though you have permission from SAG to do it. Yeah. So like it seems like everything has red tape now more so than ever. And I wouldn't be surprised if more comic book creators down the road are gonna be a little bit more, you know concerned about that oh for sure like do i really want to sign with somebody that's as big as dc or marvel would it make more sense to be dark horse or you know like something that's a little bit lower but
0: in still- the 90s image comics was formed specifically because of that yeah because uh guys like um, you know stan lee still worked at marvel so he was identified as the guy who created captain america and the x-men and mm-hmm. spider-man and stuff but some of the artists that he worked with like steve ditko or jack kirby um were essentially dying in poverty because they would leave and go work someplace else and they have no claim to when X-Men gets a cartoon and a movie and, and all this stuff unless Marvel themselves decides to recognize them. Right. Which is why a lot of people and there hate Stan Lee now. There were a handful of comic creators, right? Like Rob Liefeld and Todd McFarlane and stuff that decided, you know what, we're going to go create our own publication where um, we own what we own. And that way, if we get a TV show or a cartoon or whatever, like we get 100% of what that is because it's ours. We own it. And that's the way Image Comics has worked, you know, up until these days with the, The Walking Dead and with all the books that come out from Image. They have an agreement in place where, like, Image Comics doesn't necessarily get to tell Robert Kirkman what he can and can't do with The Walking Dead because he owns it. Yes. But then because they published it, they take a small cut mm-hmm. when he is successful. Yeah. And that's an, a, 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 it's something that a lot of creators are more willing to agree to than to go to one of the big two publishers and create a character in the middle of an X-Men universe that you now no longer own.
1: Yeah. And it, that sounds like, I mean, even that sounds like record deals. It sounds like all these different things, like you get a cut of this or whatever... Or, you know, if you're on a major label, a lot of it is like, oh, your, your money is your touring, yep. and you like all your merch sales, but like you've got to pay us back for all of this. Yes. Stuff. And getting signed is really not getting signed. It's you're getting a loan. Yeah. And you got to pay that back. And if you're not doing a return on your investment, then most labels are going to get rid of you if you're not performing properly. Some right. don't, but some do.
0: That's why I've told you many times when I've talked about some of my bands in the 90s that would like make a whole record. And then give it to the record company, and they'd be like, No, we're not releasing this. And then they just put it away in a vault somewhere. And like, I've got bootlegs of some of these things that I'm like, this record is kind of awesome. Why in the world would they not release this? And the record companies just like, you know,
1: they've they got a want cookie cutter. They want.
0: Well, they've got a whole bunch of different things. things. You know, they look at their calendar and what they're releasing to and they're like, yeah, I don't have a space in the calendar for this, so we're not releasing it.
1: Yeah. Kind of thing.
0: And like a band just did all this work and put this awesome record together that won't see the
1: light of day. I don't mean to meet the, the beat the topic dead horse wise, too, but I feel like that's kind of what the whole thing with WWE and AEW and stuff was, too, was like being frustrated with the, the state of how WWE does promotion work. Sure. And then you take it from there and you make your own promotion. Yep. But at some point, and this is something that the guys at AEW are probably either realizing now or at some point, and they probably had to with the CM Punk problem, but other things as well, that at some point you do have to insert the professionalism or the rules or right. you know, a structure in place that covers your ass with all of these things. And you're putting in that red taper bureaucracy that you have to have. Yeah, now you're the man. now you're the man. Yep. And you have to accept that that's who you are. And I think like mm-hmm. even like the thing with CM Punk was Tony Khan's first real big problem where he had to be like, okay, I can't, I can't.
0: Anymore. Well, and you even, you even see in AEW that there are so much talent that don't get TV time. They get very uh, belligerent about it on Twitter yeah. or on, uh, you know, on, on social media. I about,
1: like you before, I never seen Nyla Rose.
0: Right, and and you know, so th- thankfully she's not one of the ones that's like, yeah, I don't know why I'm not, not on TV.
1: Yeah, no, but she's having th- fun being a Twitter shit poster. Right, but but there's been plenty of
0: people that have been like, yeah, I don't know why I'm not on TV. Um, just and it's this like, you you discover when we go to the the wrestling. Ex- Example, you discover that there is only so many minutes of TV time yep. and you want to make sure to maximize those minutes and get as high a ratings as you can. Mm-hmm. And while, yeah, I want to put Miro in an, uh, in an event or something like that, I get a way bigger ratings pop when I, you know, haul out Samoa Joe three or four
1: times a week. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's the Roman Reigns, it's the Cody Rhodes, it's the who is going to be the biggest merch seller, exactly. Because I mean, you saw Danhausen a ton on TV, yeah. And then, like, once he went evil, well, he got hurt, yeah. So that's why we haven't seen him, but in that sense, though, it was like they started having him do matches as, as a heel, yeah. And I really saw it from people being like, hell yeah, Danhausen to not talking about Danhausen. Yeah. It's like they lost the interest when he stopped being silly. Interesting. And so I'm kind of like, hmm. So there's certain areas in that as well, but you're always going to look for unfortunately it's that that conversation you always have of like, "What is the draw? Who has the draw? Who has the most merch sales? Who has all of this? Who do the kids like more?" We're trying to share all that stuff. And that happens with everything. So when it comes down to these comic creators and stuff like that too, it's like It's the same shit different day. Yeah. It's it's like literally the same problem in each major corporation. But
0: And it's always, when, when we circle back to the comics, it's always a fascinating conversation when I talk to other people, like Jeff, who we talked to last week about comics, because it all depends on where you get your news from. Yeah. Different people will tout different numbers. Yes. Depending on where you get your news from. So like. If you're, you know, the two the two major companies are Marvel and DC, and if you're a big Marvel fan, you'll hear that like DC's number, you know, sales numbers are down, or their print numbers are down, or this is down. But if you're somebody who's a big fan of the company across the street, you'll be like, oh, I hear the Marvel movies aren't doing so well. Oh, I hear their order numbers on this book aren't so great because it's too expensive. Well, it's all it's all where you get your news from.
1: Y'all just look for do your own independent studies. That's all I gotta say.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's the fairest advice is when you do hear a thing. Uh, See how many people are reporting it and see what what their stake in the game is as well.
1: I know we've said before that I say apparently and then go into a sentence a lot. And that's more so my training of not saying things as fact. Yeah. And apparently this is what I heard. <laughs> sure. This is like, hey, this person's doing this. Like, I, I can't give it the full 100 percent cosine right. because I never know if it's going to be wrong based on the Internet. Well, we
0: recommend you only get your news from us here at the really big fan. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good plan. Only from us. Anything you don't hear, not on this show,
1: uh, I would I would double check on it. Well, Alex is about to give everybody some news. Yes, she is. So we're gonna get to that and then we will see you guys after our interview. Sounds good. Welcome back to the Really Big Fan Pod, and today we have one of my best friends, Alex. And how do you pronounce your last name? I Because I will foobar it.
2: It's Geshel. I was like, is it Geshel?
1: Is it Geshel? I'm like, no, no, it's just, it's just Geshel. <laughs> I had to make sure because I apparently said Jacob's last name wrong for my entire life. I've known him for like eight or nine years. So I figured I'd double check. <laughs> The podcast is positive. It's teaching you things. Exactly. And then today we are going to talk about the Saw franchise and your just love of horror all the way through. So uh, let's get started. Where did you first start watching horror movies? Was that something to do with your dad or? (laughs) So
2: when I was a kid, my dad loved horror movies so much so that he thought, freaking hilarious to watch me cry because i was terrified like an example is my dad's like alex we gotta watch war of the worlds i'm in third grade mind you're like cool, what's World of the worlds dad let's go uh it's, i almost pissed myself <laughs> it <not the, laughs> was not a good movie for me it was a very traumatic experience uh i have a new phobia of aliens now but <laughs> <So> we <laughs> learned that aliens and parallel activity were not my friends but my dad's like Alex. I bought a new one. Let's watch it together. I'm like, yeah. and I was like, oh no! Like the second movie was The Final Destination number three with the roller coaster. Yeah, uh, and that traumatized me. Traumatized me to the point where my mom took me to Disney World a month later. Put me on Big Thunder Mountain with her. I found a way to go under my seat and hide because I was <laughs> that scared it was going to get derailed. And my mom's first thought was. How the hell does she, like, get out of her armrest and go under the seat? <laughs> like, that's not possible.
1: You're <laughs> like, you didn't like, go flying out of it because of that maneuver.
2: <laughs> I at him like, when there's a way, I find it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, like... Oh, continue.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I've grown up. We've gotten better with my phobia. Yes. But, like, Saw, mm. like, I love Saw because it is just all... like i'm like oh this is nothing i can't do aliens like signs freak me the shit out my group of thoughts players passed by a bush and my group's like hey alex be careful that bush would be an alien behind us like what and i remember dropping my bike and running i was like no not today
1: (laughs) see and you're you don't like birds either so i would figure like any movie with birds you'd have a problem with immediately
2: i never had a fear of them until i was 17 when a bird attacked me at discovery cove Oh, out all the places that get attacked by a bird. So no where
1: Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds for Alex yeah. got that covered. <laughs> In this wild when a
0: bird just decides I don't like this motherfucker.
2: <laughs> it's even funny. My dad gets attacked by birds like once a month. Like birds really hate my
1: dad. Wow. He passed <laughs> it along to you.
2: <laughs> like my favorite was one time my dad was jet skiing on St. Clair Shores River and a swather attacking him on a jet ski and that was like uh-uh that's it
1: good <laughs> lord <laughs>
2: <And the swear-up laughs>
1: no every time that we talk about jacob going birding yeah it's a whole conversation of like alex can't handle birds and so I she's like I- i'll be all the way over here not being near the birds i'm glad there's not a version of birding that's with snakes oh yeah because that would be like <laughs> that would be his <laughs> version go ahead i'll be back here
0: you
2: have fun so how Let's old see, were you, you when you saw the first Saw movie then? It came out like 2004, so I was
1: five. So it's like, <laughs> he's like, I'm out of here. I'm too old. <laughs> I told Let's you all go- well, my friends are babies. It has less <laughs> to
0: do with, now, with how young she is and more to do with somebody took a five-year-old to Saw.
1: <laughs> I probably
2: saw it when I was like six, seven-ish. Look at that. Commercial on FX like, during like, Halloween times. I was, I just came- I was like, Alex. I got a movie to watch. I'm like, oh, cool. What is the dad's like? He's it, it, like, just watch it and puts it on. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, just watch it. Just watch it. I'm like, okay. I'm <laughs> like, grandma walking in. It's like, why are you watching their honey? And I'm like, I don't know, grandma. Dad put this horribly on. It's going to watch it. So here we are.
1: <laughs> and I see you've got your child behind you. It's my screen use prop. We <laughs> <laughs> get the saw. So, that you call him Billy. Why do you call him Billy? That's the name of the doll in the movie. Oh, I thought it was Jigsaw. Honestly, like I'm not even joking. Like, I thought the doll was named Jigsaw. Don't worry. I didn't
0: know his name was Billy either.
1: Okay. <laughs> I didn't either until like I saw like a funk up. I was like, Billy the
2: Puppet. I'm like, it's that name. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, when your
0: dad was showing you these movies at a tender age, um, was he bothering to explain to you while you were afraid, like how the special effects work or anything? Because I've heard of other people doing that with their kids. As a no, he was just an yes. ass. He was just like, "I'm going to dramatize yep. my daughter. This will be great."
2: He found it hilarious. Like, uh, like my grandpa found it funny too. The two of them found it hilarious while she shit my pants almost and watching like alien movies. Like, my dad's favorite thing ever. Was making me watch the fourth kind with him. And after he's like, Alex, there's an owl outside. I'm like, what like not doing? Or like, what time? He's like, hey, Alex, like, mind you like two in the morning. He's like, do you think like aliens in real life? I'm like, oh no, like maybe. He's like, I bet you there are. I bet you they're watching us. I'm like, what? And he's like, good night. Good night.
1: Yeah, my grandpa, my my, actually my step-grandpa, was very much the same in the way that he liked to pull pranks on me to scare me. Okay. He he did the whole snipe hunting thing. Like, you remember from Up, how there was the, you ever heard of a snipe? I thought I was going to die laughing because he did that to me. Grandpa Ralph was like, we're going to go snipe hunting. It's midnight, and he's driving me through a cemetery. Like very old school cemetery with like the the tall headstones and shit it is lightning storming outside and we're going through my grandma is with us too like they they just all thought this was hilarious i was like maybe 8 we're driving through the cemetery and at one point the lightning crashed and somebody had lights like angel like pumpkin patch scarecrow looking doll at somebody's gravesite and the lightning flash I thought it was a ghost and I like screamed and it was it was a whole thing
0: I would like to dedicate this episode of the really big fan Todd to my family that did not traumatize me with horror tropes. <laughs> I love you all and I thank you because apparently that was not the norm
1: Well look like, and Alex is like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm used to being traumatized by my family. So it's just another layer.
2: <laughs> it's even funnier, my mom would get pissed at my dad. She's like, You had her for three days. What the fuck are you doing? He's like, Ah, you know, like bond with her. And, he, and I was like, This is not appropriate. She's in force girl, Jamie. He the fuck are you doing? And the worst part was I would be in elementary school, telling all the kids in the playground about, like, saw, like, fondestination, and, like, you know, all that shit, and scaring my classmates. Yeah. Terrifying them. Traumatizing I'm sure
0: them. them. I'm sure some of them thought you were the cool kid because you got to watch the movies they
1: didn't. Right? You're basically like your Dustin kid. Henderson in that se- season four of Stranger Things where he looks at Holly and he's like, Freddy Krueger! He eats your dreams and he has like a burned up face and then Nancy looks at him like Dustin He's, it's a movie it's just a movie like Holly's like oh, uh, uh. <laughs> so you're basically that <laughs> that's what the kids all thought was weird
2: like oh it's the weird kids to from her. I'm like oh no <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was looking cool
1: and it didn't oh god so like out of the Saw franchise like what one is your favorite do you have a favorite my favorite
2: game, which is like three or more people, is definitely Saw 6 with the carousel in it. Ah, ah, memories. It's just so cool. Also, I mean, I like all of them, but my handsome favorite is Passy the first one, because the plot twist in the end, where Totem Bell just rises up. They're like, oh my God, like he's alive. I'm like, did not see that just coming? I thought he was dope this whole time. But also, I do love Saw 7 because I will admit, I had a crush on Mark Hoffman. Like he was low key, like he did it for me. <laughs> and I'm like, huh? Oh, I shouldn't be attracted to this murder sociopath, but here we are.
1: But I am. That's okay. I like all anti heroes, so boys. all the bad, the bad boys. You you say that like you're a bad boy and you're wearing a Hawkeye t shirt. I am totally not a bad boy.
2: <laughs> I mean, look at Troy. I'm being yeah. Troy. Troy's yeah. like a murder sociopath. No, he's like yeah. a golden retriever. He's great.
1: <laughs> yeah, golden retriever gamer boyfriends, man. Yep. <laughs> So where did you stop watching them? Uh, so I looked, uh, three. Three? Three was the last one. <laughs> three? I saw, I saw
0: three and I was like, and then I caught one that was like two or three later. And one of the first traps were these two guys uh, that were collared together. And there was a girl in the box and everyone was watching from the outside. Like it was like a pop-up display or something. And they couldn't get in there. Like there was a pendulum and the guys had to like, stop the pendulum but she had cheated on one of them with the other and it was i was like i i saw that and i was like i'm fucking done with these
1: yeah (laughs)
2: these are gross
1: See, I thought that was going to get really X-rated eh? as, as you started no. describing it, like two guys tied together and then there was a girl in a box and I'm imagining her like giving a blowy. No, <laughs> no, there was just like the pendulum going. It's not like saw porn out there somewhere. There has to, to be. They had to like,
0: I don't know, forgive her and each other for what had happened. Otherwise, they were all going to die. And I think they all died. And I was like, this is fucking Gross
2: no what happened was the girl cheated on both of them with each other and yes. it's either one guy kills the guy or they were together and kill the girl and she died
1: ah there we go there we go oh Man. yeah like we're <laughs> gonna kill this I, guy, sorry. thank <laughs> you thank you for clarifying
2: yeah
0: i appreciate it i did go through and read like some of this but at that point i was like i don't need to see these things anymore but i am interested where in the world this goes And I started reading on Wikipedia, like some of the synopses of all this stuff. The whole police department is awful in these movies. Like every movie is like, "Here's two more cops. They did some bad shit, (laughs) and a lot of people are gonna die in terrible ways because of it."
2: It's funny. I took forensic science, and for my like final paper, I pick a movie and talk about the crime department. So I did Saw. I wrote everything the police department did wrong for Saw, and the professor's like, "Wow." This is like a really thought out paper. I'm like, ah, I got you. I'm like, say last, man. Say last. And he's like, <laughs> you really broke it down for me. I'm like, why are they fucked up? I'm like, yeah. I said, they could have like, caught Jigsaw in like a month. But no, they all had the jigs in their hands. Be like, ah, yeah. uh, where are we? let <laughs> cover back up. I'm well, like, it doesn't oh, help
0: <laughs> that every time they assign new cops to the case and they go, hmm, think it's a Jigsaw killer. They end up kidnapped and put into a game. <laughs> Like, (laughs) if I I joined that police department and they assigned me to something and I thought it was a jigsaw killer, I would look in the opposite direction anyways. (laughs) You're like, Nat,
1: good. Good.
2: Well, even worse, like in Saw 2, the cop had the easiest game. Just sit there for an hour or two hours and just talk. Yeah. Like, the easiest game. Like, ah, no, priest brutality. Let's fuck some shit up instead. I got 20 minutes left. Fuck those 20 minutes, my dude. Easiest thing, like yeah. literally you could have easiest... just sat there, bro. bro. <laughs> talking about your feelings, you talked about, you know, why your wife loved you, but yeah, we ended up pulling its brutality. <laughs> so you've
0: done, and I, I've seen pictures thanks to Amy. You've done a Saw cosplay, like you got that that mask from the first one you see the girl in, and you did a whole <laughs> thinking, got
1: <it."> cosplay to it. <laughs> oh my god! Yep, that's horrifying. <laughs> It's only rubber. It's I don't all latex. Care. <laughs> What's I remember seeing the device. You to me and I'm like, go on your head. Why don't you put it on. I can't do it. What's <laughs> seen the
0: device in action? Just a recreation of the device is like, why?
1: <laughs> because
2: it's the most iconic trap. It makes a cameo in almost every movie. It
0: does, yeah. <laughs>
2: like, no, it's how true. How can you not that love makes it?
1: Say with the doll. <laughs> what? Um, what? uh version of the movie. I don't know. Like what what point in the series is the one where Amanda falls in the needles?
2: That's number two. I remember <laughs> as a kid, two? it freaked me out. Because yeah. needles scare me. Like I actually am a needle. Like I hate needles. They freak me the fuck out. And I want to see my dad's like, oh God. That's like why? I'm like why?
1: Yeah. That one photographer that you work with, Eric Jaws, um, he just took a picture of somebody at a con and she just like I don't know if she liquid latexed it or something just had a bunch of syringes sticking out of her arms and was amanda and i was like oh oh god because it was the first in the carousel and i was just like oh no i'm like i mean great cosplay super fucked
2: up but great cosplay yeah it's funny he texted me he's like dude look at this cause said to me, I'm like bro i have like a bajillion questions the first one is how the fuck does she do that the second right. question is fuck man like that's dark but like I'm here for it. Like, damn, I'm <laughs> like, I win. It's like my yeah, dream like, everybody else was like me. anime characters and things and then there's this girl like no. <laughs> I'm like, that that's are- definitely one way to
0: get rid of the guys that carry the signs around saying free hugs.
1: I, true, very like, true. They're not going to want off <laughs> you, a pre-hug. Now I feel like I got to show Chuck Beatles this uh, <laughs>
0: this picture. That's the funny thing is, as icky as that is, that one doesn't bother me. That
1: one, I'm like, what is the one that bothers you the most? That's awful. Um,
0: I don't know. I can't. I can't remember a specific one that I that I was like, oh, that's terrible. I think there was one where a dude was linked into a thing that was breaking a bolt, breaking an arm and oh, a leg. Yeah, yeah, that words. With now the rack. Was like, that's awful
2: then i can't see broken like bones twisting grosses me out so, like i do skip the rack when i do rewatch with the rack it just grosses me out too much i can't like I was like it's Hang just oh yes
0: yeah so the funny <laughs> thing is when i was growing up when i was in high school there was a guy um i think his name was kevin um that was a he was learning to be a magician and I remember we were hanging out at a coffee house and he had just figured out how to do the trick where you put the things through your arm. Yeah. And he was like, no, Chuck, you got to see this. Look. And he's like, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to sneak. Kevin, Kevin,
1: Oh. Oh, my God. This is like where Randy Orton um put his finger yeah in Jeff Hardy's yeah. ear. Yeah. He put it like in his gauged ear and was <laughs> like yanking him. And I'm like, oh, oh, gross. <laughs> that was
0: so I even can't. with the Saw franchise, <laughs> yeah. which is I'm guessing your favorite uh, horror franchise, there are stuff like the rack that you just said. There are parts of it that you're like, nope, too much.
2: Yeah, no, it's the rack for sure. And then Saw Seven was like one of the girls are like, in a straight jacket. she's got pipes going to her throat, and the guys that pull like a fishing hook out from her like um, her throat, and-, mm. and like body parts are coming out with the uh-huh. hook uh-huh. is being. Cu- I can't because. I don't like throw things like that part like, like I just, like, and like you hear like cracking things like I, I can't but, like, yeah, that's I mean, too much that's too graphic the I will, I will
0: give these special effects and the Foley artists of the Saw movies all the credit in the world they are really good at conveying the grossest thing to make you squirm
1: I don't even like the sound of the tentacles in Stranger Things, yeah. and, like the <laughs> squelching noises. They literally like spell out squelching in the subtitles. And like, it, if I have on my headphones and I'm listening to it, I'm like, oh, that's so gross. So, like, to me, if I would have had, like, if I was watching a Saw movie and I could hear, like, things crackle, I'm like, oh, oh, no. Yeah, that's the job of the Foley
0: artist, because they know when it gets too gross, you're going to close your eyes. So I have to make noise (laughs) that reminds you of the thing that was so gross, you can't look right now.
1: Yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So with with some of the other horror stuff to you, like, um, what are some other franchises that you're really into? I grew up loving child's
2: play. Because it's funny. Like, Chucky's not even scary. He's just funny. I'm like, you know, dolls don't really freak me out. Clowns do scare the shit out of me. I cannot do clowns. so the reason why it's even funnier, scary movie two, when the clown's under the bed with Ray, <laughs> as funny as it is as a child who doesn't really know what's going on, it's going shit out of me. I was like, oh my God, there's a clown in my bed. But it's like, yeah, totally. I'm like,
1: oh no. So I have to pre- I had to ask this question now cuz you brought up clowns. Did you end up watching The American Horror Story Cult season? Did I I did not so get bad. past the first episode. A because of the politics, but B because of the masturbating clown in the grocery store. And I just came across the Facebook post that I posted the day I saw it. <laughs> and it said if I wanted to watch clowns masturbate, I would have stayed on Snapchat. It just, I heard uh, with you in the comments. I'm like, what? What? I don't need to see clowns jerking off at a grocery store. I don't. I'm good. And I never finished that season. I mean, I if you owned a grocery store, you could make that your niche. I'm letting clowns masturbate in this the
0: grocery right. store. If you want to see clowns masturbating at a grocery store, come to our store. i <laughs> um, in our store. We've got great sales. And we've got dudes in grease paint oh, I on.
2: You can make me ICP too. I like can make your spokesperson for this. Oh my there god! Go. Somebody somewhere. <laughs> that's that's a that's, that's a free idea. That's a million
1: dollar idea right, idea right there.
0: You don't have to credit me or anything. Please don't credit me for that. <laughs> please please. <no> don't. <laughs> I don't want to be responsible for the masturbating uh, clown grocery store. I
1: don't. I they should, should build Jacob that right next to it. that clone that. Clown Motel with the clown cemetery.
2: What's yeah. oh. <laughs> well, even funnier? What my friend so Bobby
0: black Ch- on social media from actual unionized clowns. We're gonna be so <laughs> upset. We're going to have to do an episode with a clown to set the that, that clowns
1: aren't a horrible. <laughs> I'm sure Alex will suggest that we interview and sing Clown Posse.
2: No, actually, I know a clown. I actually do know a guy <laughs> well, who's a hot acting clown. clown. I do know a clown. <laughs> it's not Troy. No, he's actually a professional cos photographer too. Oh, he's God. based in LA.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh
0: my gosh, that's hilarious. So, if See, you, besides well, the movies, have you tried any of the other stuff they've done with Saul, like the books or the comics or the video game?
2: I actually just found they had a comic. I'm a really terrible fan. I like legit like just found like oh, it's a comic. I'm like, That's Look. fine. We were like, just having movie. that
1: conversation of like, you don't have to like every single thing in order to be a fan of something. Like I, I, we were literally in the car today, and I was like. We need to do just one episode talking about the fact that you can be a fan of something without being like knowing every little detail. You
0: could be a really big fan of one movie in a franchise and not like the rest of the veg. Just like this movie, this speaks to me. The rest of this is garbage. But this speaks to me. Exactly. Same thing with bands. There could be one album that you're like, this really helps me out. Bad Flower. <laughs> what
2: do my God. You know, like, I have like two battle posters in my kitchen from Christmas shows and the picnic. What else do you what are like, well, you saying that? I just
1: I miss I miss the fact that they don't play animal anymore. I like that EP a lot. Yeah. And so like that just kind of disappeared out of their catalog. And I'm like, mm, not really into this fuckboy rock, but okay. But anyway.
2: Well, it's uh, funny because you mentioned that though. Like, for example, I love Twilight. I've seen all five fucking movies. Oh, it's like midnight showings. I've never read the books. I tried and I thought they sucked. I was like, damn, this is a whole lot of hot garbage. And like, you go. I really tried. Like, I really try to push through those books and damn. It is so funny to it. me. Like,
1: I think you're the first person that I've ever heard that said they preferred the movies over trying to read the book.
2: I know. It's so bad. It's even funnier. I did read Fidishes a Grey. I read the first one, second one, I read half of the third one. Third one's a hot piece of garbage god damn it sucked they're was like, so bad <laughs> they're, they're all so, so bad
1: like what the, the adjectives <laughs> that sex books have to describe the <laughs> sex member is so fucking stupid so would you he, prefer... like licked
0: my navel I was like oh yeah. did you prefer that they stuck to like a handful of adjectives for the sex acts or would you prefer that they just keep looking for better ones
1: <laughs> um well okay <laughs> so there are some people where they'll say something like oh he touched my sex and, or, and seeing, like, about a man, like, oh, I touched his member, like, no, like, th- that sounds so clinical. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but it also wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, I put my <laughs> mouth on his dick. Like, I didn't, there's got to be some happy medium there. The special preview of uh, really Big Fan Pod after dark
0: brought to you by acronym
1: we're just gonna have to let justin and alex loose on that one and let them go crazy because i feel like that they would just be bad influence That's not each other. i'm not looking forward to editing that That's gonna be terrible <laughs> terrible or give you a fear boner maybe yeah <laughs>
2: but like it's funny though and people are like oh so like you read 50 shades in every twilight like, god damn what did I, do? I was like i was a High school and like Fifty Shades is like big. Mm. Everyone, my girl's reading it, so I of course I had to jump in that. Show. I'm like, yeah, let's read it. Come on, let's go. I was like, this is so bad. I'm like, why people like? Then the movies came out. I was like, you know what? I read the book because to see the movie, the soundtrack slaps. All yep. three movies, soundtrack slaps. I hate them. Like, I still bopped it in the shower. I'm like, damn, this movie's hot garbage. So that soundtrack, no, the soundtrack, soundtrack
1: is actually pretty solid. I only saw the first one though. I don't think I saw, or maybe I saw the first and second one but I never finished in that series. Like, I ended up reading all three of them. I oh, illegally gosh. downloaded them on a Kindle. I refused to pay for them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, this is fine. I don't want these books lying." And, and you were in high school. Like, I was living at home. I'm like, I don't need my mom to find a Fifty Shades of Grey book. Dude, my so. mom's the reason why they were on
2: my Kindle. My mom read them before I read them. I took my Kindle <laughs> oh, yeah. back and I read them out. was <laughs> like, Book is she reading? I was like, oh god.
0: I wonder if those are high on the list of books that were the most pirated.
1: It has to be be. just like, I don't want to
0: actually give money to this garbage, but I do want to see it. So
1: there was like a whole thing with it too, because it was like. There's a connection between Twilight and Fifty Shades of Gray. There's MCR. a connection of My Chemical Romance to Twilight. <laughs> right. in 9 There's a connect- tra- <laughs> Yeah. It's 911 <9/11 laughs> currently, which makes that even more screwed up. This is the second episode now that we've been talking about 911. Eric Erica caused this. Um and then <laughs> somehow the, the- there is a connection between 911 and My Chemical Romance. So 911 somehow caused Fifty Shades of Gray.
2: And then, and then it gets better. They made a 50-Shade spin-offs called After, and then After it Collided. Through, oh, God, let me tell you now. They're hot garbage. But I watched all, like, six of them. And they're ass, they're so bad. It's, wow.
1: it's <laughs> I feel like this is turning into Alex just is a big fan of awful movies.
0: What? Well, hot garbage <laughs> movies. It's fun that we went from talking about a series of movies that are actual horror to something some people would call terrible horror. Like, this is so bad, it's scary. Kind
1: but of thing all, it was like Wednesday, Adam's having to watch Legally Blonde. <laughs> but like, right. I
2: did a whole presentation about how Twilight shaped our world. It was a 12-minute speech. My professor loved it. I came, I acted, I put was out, Jacob, I, was Edward, I did it all. I quoted a lot of that movie. But the best part of my presentation was I mentioned, like, how Twilight shaped our world. It's like, well, I was like, ah. I was like, Twilight was here. Then we got Fifty Shade. I'm like, Fifty Shades sucked. We you know what I created after that. The after franchise. It was a book. It was a fan fiction about Harry Styles. that oh, like, got turn into a movie. Franchise. They should have stopped at one. Maybe two. Two wasn't ta- like, terrible. But I learned five or six now. I'm like, mm, this has to be worse and worse.
1: And what I remember now never- you were trying to convince me to watch this. I remember she tries to just make me watch everything. Like, she's been trying to get me to re-watch Glee, and I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, like, another one. Like, Glee is horror to me, because Mr. Shu... This is secretly
0: why the, the actors and the Writers guilds on strike, is because they're like, we are done with this trash. We don't want to have to ever work out on one of these trashy things again. We're done.
2: Oh, man. It's so funny. It's like, I'll, I'll keep sending e Amy all these <laughs> different, like, Glee, like tiktoks like Mr. Shoe they you're just being creepy. Unless yep. I'm like, dude, I should do a Sue Sylvester cosplay. Like, As Sue Sylvester is like, the only thing that makes sense in that damn show.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's the only one that's on planet Earth. Everybody else is in La La Land. Like, totally. Yeah, she's the Stacy Pilgrim. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's uh it's a uh, played by played by um. Jane Lynch. Okay. Thank you. you Any indication of behavior? It's just Jane Lynch wearing a (laughs) tracksuit, just making fun of everyone and everything she sees. She's me. That's just probably the best part of it, honestly. So getting back on track. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) What is it about
0: Saw that makes you want to rewatch it? Or what is it about the gore kind of horror porn style of horror that makes you want? that makes you want to expose yourself to it as as opposed to like you've said you don't like clowns you don't like aliens you don't like supernatural stuff and Burns. like I'm, I'm assuming you avoid that corner of horror Not no really. okay so look at <laughs> like, your face says you don't
2: the person i loved insidious i don't like parallel but insidious is like such a really well-tailed story and i totally sobbed like when number five came out i saw the historic i sobbed like a little bitch i was like damn like when elise came back spoiler i was like oh oh it's here I was like god damn you why would you do this to me so i do watch paranormal activity movies still like recently did you know it's like a, a number eight paranormal activity is hot garbage it was so I'm bad sure there
0: is i do i do check in on the paranormal activities when i see them oh, on a streaming service because i do appreciate like for me uh the supernatural is the kind of stuff i tend to enjoy when it comes to like whether it's it's possession or ghosts or something like. like I'm, I'm like, okay, what's going on? Let me show it. Show me what's going on. Set, establish the rules. Show me the thing that isn't supposed to exist. Let's do this.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's so funny. My best friend I were really, like, I'm like, oh, we watch every time I come into Michigan. My best friend I go hang out in his basement. We watch like horror movies. We pick like really terrible. We find ones like really bad, like really like shitty. And we just watch it. Like one time, we're old. It's fucked up. <laughs> it was so bad, but you it was watched- so.
0: Did you say you watched
2: old?
1: Is that Jordan Peele? No, uh, no, it's that Adam Night Shyamalan. Oh, we, oh, Night
2: that's was, one of Yeah, it's, it's the, fucked up. <laughs> I'm I watching like the fuck. Uh-huh, did I watch? okay,
1: yeah. <laughs> now, was what that was the one? one with the chick with the the backwards head? Ch- oh man, you always ask me about this and I never remember. There <laughs> is a movie, and I always forget the name, but there is a fight scene where like she ha- has been possessed but there's a face coming out of the back of her head and she's inside a police station and she's fighting backwards so like obviously the person that's doing the fighting has the coat and everything on backwards and is like kicking everybody's ass and fighting these cops so but like there's a creepy face on the back of her head and if you move her hair she's like (laughs) and it he literally called me into the room he goes you have to watch the scene like you just have to and i'm I'm watching it, and then it, it, he stops it, and I go, okay, anybody that ever wants to make a film should get their f- film greenlit just because this got greenlit. Like, this is awful.
2: Okay, so at time, he and Tony watched this film. It was called Skin. It was like a German film. So he Patrick got super fucking hammered. We watched it. The girl's mouth's a butthole, and her butthole's a mouth. So, oh, like right there. That's terrible. <laughs> I got sucked in. Soul, got sucked all- in? Huh? <laughs> Gross! <laughs> it wasn't even a horror movie. It was like a movie about like love yourself. I was like, "What am I watching? Like, oh, this movie?" Like, "Ah, yes, the I weirdest just-
1: one." And if my there- buddy Kevin is listening, he will be laughing. Yeah, he'll be happy. He'll be happy that I meet when you said this, Ke- our friends Kevin and April every Thanksgiving watch *Thanks Killing*. Have you ever seen *Thanks Killing*? So stupid, but great. Uh, It is like, it's like a B or C rated movie, but it's like a homicidal turkey involved. And at <laughs> one point he slices off the police chief's face and wears it and no one can tell he's not a turkey.
0: Yeah. It, it's our, it's our, and maybe you were referring to earlier with the backwards uh lady. In the yeah. Malignant. Malignant. Malignant.
2: I keep Hilarious. seeing that. Oh, yeah. Okay. I the mean, like, I was like, you gotta watch it. i watch it, like. I'll get to it. I'll get goes, to
0: it. Goes from like zero to sixty really quickly. You're like, oh shit. Like pretty much within the first scene. But it just goes it's so bad shit that by the halfway point you're just like, this doesn't make sense anymore, but I'm having a great time. It's so no- funny.
1: There's one more other one that I want you to tell me what it was. It so we watched one, I don't know if this was in the paranormal activity. Okay. Or was it um it was the one where they brought somebody back to an amish farm and then like oh, at the end like the cops show up and get like it is for, is that a paranormal I just activity yeah okay okay which one I mean, it, which one is that is it paranormal I think it was seven or eight that's what like, i just we watched, watched it and i remember like it was like a film crew and they came to this amish farm after like the kids room spriga or something uh-huh and, like, then it ended up being, like, his mom had, like, possessed the house or something. Kids next wow. of kin. You don't remember this? I
2: do not. Which one is it? I of, like, too many next of kin. So the girl's, like, adopted. Next of kin. And, like, she's, like, I want to find my real family. It's, like, all a lie. Like, her mom, were, like, because me and Patrick are, like, ah. Oh. Like, oh, that's go fucking shit. I'm, like,
1: the fuck am I watching?
2: was just to Yeah, I think together. that was the
1: only one I liked out of like the paranormal activities that I've seen. But it was it was because it wasn't like found footage. I think that was like because like the first one, it's like cameras and found footage a lot of the time. Like, and I I think found footage does freak me out a little bit more. And I think that's because like Blair Witch came out when I was like oh my god. A um, so I had to deal with that. Well, that's one of the things that I love. <laughs> that, that I think found footage might be one of my favorite
0: genres yeah. of movies because one of the things that make can make a horror movie scary is the idea that this could happen to you. Right. I think that's why the Saw franchise bugs me is because it's very much about like human bodies are gross and disgusting and look at what the kind of things that you can put them through. And they'll still keep going. <laughs> and I don't need that in my life. Thank you very much. I understand that, like, my insides are gross. And I don't need to see them or know how they work. There's some squishy
1: going on in here. Right.
2: <laughs> see, I love Saw because you put all, technically, eight. I don't count Spiral because it's a hot piece of garbage. But you count the original eight, at least. I like it because you put, you, know, if you just put the first seven. It's a giant puzzle. And I love puzzles. And you piece them all together together you get like a really cohesive story. And I also love, even it's like different directors, they all still fit really well together. I'm like, damn, like they're on Saw 7, like Saw 1, They, had, I feel like they did Saw 1, like, ah, we're not gonna take this. We'll see how far we go. And suddenly we are like, ah, and like Saw 7 did wrap it up all up in like a nice present. I'm like, wow, that's like a really cohesive story. It's a nice ending. It, you know, if they want to do number eight, they could. And then did eight, I'm like, the fuck is this? Like, I love tone Bells in it. But, like, it also just doesn't
1: fit in your Yeah, the sentence. cohesiveness is lost. Like, it sounds like a, like it's the continuity between all of them that you're, like, kind of surprised about. Because there's even, like, um the, the Conjuring series has, like, things where it's, like, you have a couple of the Conjuring. But then you have the Annabelle part. Then you have the nun. And all of those are supposed to somehow go together on a timeline. And it's like I'm not like crazy into it, but I've seen the first one, and then and we saw The Devil Made Me Do It for like a promo that I had to do, for uh, I think it was like Warner Brothers or yeah. something. And like that, it was good, and I like those actors and everything else, but I don't know the connective tissue with the rest of it. I do think though they really should make a a movie based on, and then we talked about this before where. That room where they keep all the artifacts, they should just have movies branch off of all those artifacts from that not room. Like Cabin in the Woods. little bit. Yep. little bit. That was a good one, so too. Stuff like that <laughs> I've seen, but, like, I'm not as much, like, you're more, like, he'll watch stuff on Shudder and things like that. I, I don't pay attention to what... I watched Velocipester. <laughs> that was a blast.
2: Have you seen that one? I've seen the trailer, and it looks so
0: so bad and that's the funny thing too is there's like a whole genre of horror movies that because part of what can make a horror movie uh worth watching is like i said before some some people i know have had as they were growing up their parents would be like now this is scary but it's not actually happening this is how they did it and giving them appreciation of the special effects and the actors and actresses and stuff um but then there's a whole genre of horror movies that's like This is so fake that we're all laughing at it, so let's have a good time. Like, even the people who are making it are like, this is goofy as shit.
1: I have to imagine that's what Dead Alive was, like, making. It had to be. Absolutely. Like, like Peter Jackson had to just be on some shit and and laughing the whole Whole time. Well, I don't
0: remember what the other one was called, but both of his horror movies are so bad shit that it it had to be the kind of thing. It's like, what would be the funniest most looney tunes thing to put next
1: if you've never seen dead alive just imagine a kung fu pastor saying he's kicking ass in the name of the lord good shit if if that does not sell you on watching that movie nothing will but i think that might have the most disgusting non-gore thing i've ever seen in my life it's not as i mean it's still sort of gory but not crazy somebody's ear gets chopped off and ends up in pudding that someone ends up eating. And it has got to be one of the grossest things that I have ever experienced watching a movie. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to fucking throw up. Like, what the fuck? Like, and, and there's like, there's pus involved and there's just... yeah, <laughs> Super gross. Super gross. Super gross. So, but um, give me your top, because we'll round this out. Um, Give me your top five movies that are horror based doesn't i have to all be saw
2: oh i mean again like i do love saw i probably go saw six my favorite after that i love the final destination series number three no, number two is the one that's scary the most that car accident scene my god i can't behind the long trucks anymore like any trouble like anything behind it like sticks
1: I haven't Logs. even seen that movie, Paul. and I I know that that's like a millennial meme trope at this point. Yeah. That it's like everybody has seen it in a picture at least, and goes, "Okay, don't get behind the log truck." The thing I love about the Final Destination series is that at
0: some point they figured out that they had to play this like weird uh, mouse trap game of like, let's show you five things and see if you can guess which one of them is going to kill the guy.
2: Yeah, <laughs> And that is so fun. So, so I love, too, like, they do the deaths so well. Like, it's something that could actually happen in your house. Like, the car accident. I'm like, wow, that can, like, actually, you know, like, does happen, like, almost, like, every day. Or, oh, like, the roller coaster. Six Flags has the most deaths out of any other music park in the world, in case you're wondering. <laughs> like, they literally are, like, a destination. Like, I don't go to Six Flags. So I don't want to die yet. I and, like, think the first the, one.
0: I think the first one, when the girl steps off the curb and gets hit by the bus was the first time where I developed whenever somebody gets hit by a car, I laugh <laughs> because she gets hit. And, I went, ah. and now that's just my natural reaction. No matter if it's supposed to be sad or not, like there was a, there was a scene in uh, the show lost where one of the characters,
1: like wife to be got hit by a car. And I laughed because that's just how I react to people getting hit. By I was sure that it happened in the beginning of the boys too. Cause I think we both just went like, Oh, yeah. oh my God. Oh, like, yeah. Five minutes into that TV whenever, show. Whenever it an
0: automobile comes from off frame and just obliterates somebody, it is Looney Tunes to me. It is the funniest shit.
1: When we did so go sad. see Renfield, which isn't exactly horror-based, there was a lot of that yelling yeah. at, from both of us when we were watching it. And it's just laughing. Stuff. Like, if you're, a if you're a horror but also funny, I'm down for it. No.
0: <laughs> so you said Saw 7 uh anything for the final destination series right oh, they're
1: all so
2: good they're all yeah. like, you, like actually i lied the fifth one sucked the fifth one's so bad but, you know, i don't fear of bridges bridges do freak me the fuck out and they did the bridge seemingly well but, like after that it's like they went it's like took pussy for the first movie i was like you can't just do this to me like this looks like it's modern technology this does not look like 2001 technology over here <laughs> you have iphone what the fuck is this <laughs> so the continuity we're filming that fucked up <laughs> so yeah, that me off. but the first four those are well done and they're making a tv show so like what Marco and ask for like the twilight <laughs> tv show we're making a twilight tv show i'm like ah yes <laughs> well, the other one i love barter chucky because Tilly yeah. is pretty hot as a yep. doll and as a person. Like. Is that the um, one where Brett
0: Jennifer Tilly plays herself
2: as, no, that's well number, as the that's as five. well
0: as doing the voice of the
2: doll? That's uh seed of Chucky.
0: Seed of Chucky, okay. And
2: she also does it for the TV show as well. Yep. Because she's awesome. just she's everything. <laughs> and then I love the Insidious franchise because Insidious, I again, I love the story and like they all connect really, really well. But also the girl that plays Elise, I love her. She's just so great. She was in my grandma. And that's why I like her. I'm like, oh, it's like my grandma. <laughs> and also my grandma also sells with me. My grandma's like, let's go see it together. I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool I, grandma. Right? My grandma was a horror badass. Like I remember one time I was like, grandma, let's go see the devil inside me. She's like, yeah, let's go. It was hot piece of garbage. It was so bad. <laughs> my grandma looks at me. She's like, Alex, what the hell is this? Yeah. What did you bring what me to? What did you bring me to? And I was like, I don't know, like
1: we're going home and we're watching <laughs> The Exorcist. <laughs> yeah, basically. Like, I'm going to make you watch real movies. Freaking Poltergeist, The Exorcist, right. you know, uh, freaking Nightmare on Elm Street, <laughs> <Or> Halloween. <laughs>
2: well, this is really funny. The Nightmare on Elm Street, I watched the first one with Dylan, actually, my bo- uh, the guy who I'm always hanging out with who does the mask shit. Whereas Hossam is like, I was like, oh, I've never seen The Nightmare on Elm Street. like, you have it. I'm like, no. He's like, we're watching today. We're watching there on Elm Street. I was like, okay. I'm like He's like, Johnny Depp's in He's like, you'll like it. I'm like, I do love Johnny Depp. I'm like, he is a pro- oh, he's yeah. a babe.
0: Johnny like, Depp in oh. a belly shirt? Holy shit.
2: Yep. Like, it's just, oh, my instincts. I'm like, mm. <laughs> yes.
0: All right, you got one pick
2: left. <laughs> I don't know. This, it's a hard one. Because if you think about it, I mean, I've seen a lot of horror movies. Some are great. Some really... Really sucked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, actually, I lied. I think Jordan Peele did like Candyman by Jordan Peele. Get out and Nope and Us like those four mm-hmm. were like Candyman. We're watching it was phenomenally done. From, like the makeup, I to think, the soundtrack.
0: I think I may have watched the Jordan Peele Candyman and I didn't dig it, but I oh, love Nope. Nope was great. Nope l- was good. Oh, that guy. And I hate Marie.
1: aliens. But I still saw it. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't see Get Out yet. Oh, no, How have you said. not? I, I I went into, like, once again, I'm not, like, a horror crazy person. So, like, he was like, oh, like, I'm going to watch Nope. I'm like, okay, I want to watch this. I want to see because, like, it had uh, Kiki Palmer in it. And it had the guy that played Glenn from Walking Dead in there. And I'm like, okay, I got to watch that. So, like, we watched it. And, like, the first time he sees the alien, the fake alien, and he punches it. I, like, I was like, yep, no, that would definitely be the reaction. It's just, damn. <laughs> and then it, like, wasn't an alien. Either. Just a kid.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, like, also, I loved us. Like, I love that. Like, I love, uh, Jordan Peele does. I love, like, Candyman, I love the puppeteering in it to, like, the story of the puppets. I was like, that's, like, really interesting, like, really cool to show. Like, you see that every day in, like, a horror movie. And the guy you got to play Candyman, I mean, or I love is it Tony Todd or t- something Todd um, yeah he's also in the and Station I love him as an actor because he's just he's a creepy voice and I'm like damn he kind of scares the shit out of me but like I would also probably tap that <laughs> 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 I was like I don't know it's just the voice does it for me I'm like hmm let's go two ways here <laughs> but even right. like with Get Out I love that's like a psychological one like I made Troy watch and Troy also it's him Troy's like this really like makes you think. I'm like, I love it. I love the thinking. Like,
1: saw, so, it's a puzzle. I have to like put it together. I'm like, ah, <laughs> that's how I felt like with Nope too. Was just like trying to put it together. I think like for the next like week, we were going back and forth about it. Yeah, so, we were talking. Like, like every every so often, like one of us would be like, you know, blah 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 blah. And, like, then we'd start talking about it and, like, diving into it more. And then I'm, like, reading think pieces about the monkey. And I'm just, like, I was obsessed with it when we watched it. So it's definitely a great one, too. Um, I have a phobia of monkeys, too.
2: So like, I was, like, watching, like, oh, no. <laughs> just that's, just, happened.
1: that's a
0: fair phobia. Be- Why
2: <laughs> do are need to make a list of things you don't have a phobia of? Right. There's a lot of things. Just, like, monkeys are so unpredictable, though. And, like, yeah. they can turn on you like that. So, like, it freaks you the fuck out. So birds? I'm just, <laughs> like, birds are Like I love pigeons because you know why pigeons are stupid. I'm like I relate like to like pigeons are me. Like they just kind of mind them fizz I'm like yeah, me too man. But like cockatoos, hairs they'll fuck you up. They're like ah, you're in my shit. Like I'll, I'll fuck you up. Do
1: so up. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like well,
0: peacocks. Before we let you go. There's one movie I need to ask you about because whenever I find a friend that is into horror movies, I'm always curious. It follows.
2: I haven't watched it. My aunt watched it though. Okay, she's no. That's fine. Took it two days. That's,
0: that's an absolutely acceptable answer because it's very polarizing. I went to the theater and saw it, and we walked out of the theater going, "That was fucking dumb." <laughs> it was the kind of thing that you did talk about for the next hour trying to figure out what the rules were for, you know, the supernatural entity kind of thing. But then I've talked to other people who are super horror movies that think it's one of the best movies of all time. So when you do see it, you'll have to let her know. Pass it along
1: telephone-wise. Yeah. And let me know what you thought of it. I'm still thinking that out of everything that I've ever seen that has any horror, psychological, whatever, like Midsummer is the thing and nothing has been so far for Midsummer for me so Dude, you can find a movie that's more fucked up than midsummer that just isn't gore like i i'm i'm down to try it because i <laughs> freaking midsummer fucked me up
2: <laughs> Dude, i watched it on a plane my brother looked over i was like the hell are you watching I'm like i don't know i did not <laughs> take drugs but like i feel like i'm on drugs like i'm like so yeah. i like, watching like
1: absolutely uh, it feels like, like you're on a really bad trip yeah. with you them and I was like, I've never
2: oof. done drugs ever. I haven't even done weed. I was like, what's a what drugs do you like? I'm like, I don't, I don't know how I feel. Like, I don't like this.
1: <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on to really big fan pod. Um, plug your stuff. What do you, what do you do? We can share your, where can people find your Yeah. Creepy ass cosplay <laughs> photos. Uh, everywhere. No everywhere. <laughs> <laughs>
2: everywhere. <laughs> I have two accounts for my cosplay. I have Poison Rose cosplay and I have Poison Rose boudoir because I love doing sexy, cursed content. Like Amy could tell you, I did a sexy Charlie Swan from Twilight. Why? Because Janties, they <laughs> needed to come out with a mustache. I did a sexy Lorax. So I did, I licked trees. It's <laughs> so like, I'm in the studio. I violating every play my friend has. Like All of a sudden, I licked them
1: all. And he looked at he was like, my plans are never gonna be the same. Like, dude, you <laughs> put up a poll that was like, What is my most cursed cosplay? And I'm always going to agree it was Charlie Swan from Twilight, but everybody has worms? a different answer. I yeah. guarantee you, somebody listening to this podcast is into this shit. Yep. They're, I, they're oh, I did, follow you.
2: Oh, oh. So I did a mask cosplay from like Jim Carrey's The Mask, the full face prospect with Dylan. That's a big kink. I didn't know that. I just did <laughs> a joke. It was a joke. And I was talking to saying like, Hey, like, New to this, so they got like videos of this. I'm like, no, I just <laughs> I just i going with my friends. Like, hey, busy business Christmas Eve. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do Christmas Eve. What are you doing? He's like, watch well, doing makeup. Like, I'm like, I'm regretting my decision. I started I'm like, Dylan, Dylan, they're getting worse. I'm getting really weird requests. Like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, oh god. And he's like, oh yeah. Like I should have warned Like it's like a really big tink. I'm like, yeah you should have yeah, warned me thanks <laughs>
0: people in your DMs going are the feet green too
2: <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> <You bitch. laughs> I get asked them so like can you do a role play with me like you wearing the mask like taking it off I'm like bro like what time do you think I have to do this shit like I have other things <laughs> in my life <laughs> your
1: face was painted and you had prosthetics on like I it's not like-, like you just put on a mask and you're done I had people willing to pay me money to redo the
2: cosplay and like that like 300 dollars. like oh, i'll pay you I'm like bro like no like you don't understand like it's really the paint was like 100 bucks the prosthetic was he mean for my face it made for bobby's face and like i'm just thinking people like so like i'll pay you a lot I'm Like, jesus
1: christ so so get like six of them and then like give dylan some money and and just do the rest and it's so
2: funny so yeah, those are my two cosplay accounts. And like I post I posted your soft picture from me. And yep. then I did another soft shoot as Amanda again with the reverse bear trap and like a whole like kind of like think of um America Psycho we he has like the plastic room. We did a photo shoot just like that from Eric's house. And I had all this blood on the ground. I'm like, Eric, I'm gonna make a blood angel. So something in a snow angel. I laid there in the blood with look, Eric, it's a blood angel. And they'd be like, Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, God. We got to get out of here before that puppet starts talking. Yep. Okay. Oh, no, it doesn't. I wish it did.
2: I really wish I had like sandwich want to play a game? No. No, I don't want to play a game. Yeah. Because I, I have my
0: Nintendo Switch. Thank you very much.
2: Uh, don't worry, Amy. When you're sleeping here on Friday, I'll put him in your room. Okay. Hold like, You're great. Oh, thank you.
1: Yeah. real, Real excited about that. All oh right. God. We'll be back with our serotonin boost and I'm going to go wash out my brain from all of this Saw talk.
0: Welcome back to The Really Big Fan Pod. And thank you to Alex for to, uh, telling us why she's such a huge fan of the Saw series. Mm-hmm. Definitely not a series of movies that uh, I'm looking forward to new
1: yeah it's of but yeah god bless y'all you know you're allowed to not like things and you're yeah. allowed to like things and she likes that and exactly. i respect it <laughs>
0: exactly you know what is funny is that so the latest episode of the double feature mm-hmm. will be coming out in the next week um and one of the movies that we'll be talking about is a western mm-hmm. that i love the quick and the dead yep um, the guy who plays Jigsaw in the Saw movies, mm-hmm. he's in that movie. Oh, God. I never realized it <laughs> until I watched it for the podcast and we just talked about Saw. So, and I was like, wait, wait a minute, like, is that guy. Oh, I think is his name. Yeah. So I'm in the crowd. So like, wait a second, where is he in this movie? And he's like right in the first scene. Oh, geez. He tries to, he tries to kill Sharon Stone right the first scene. He's, he's the first one she, she duels. Oh, geez. Yeah. And I'm like... <laughs> Oh my God, that's him. Wait a minute, that's Jigsaw. It's Jigsaw like 20 years earlier. How cool is this? (laughs) So yeah, thanks again to Alex for talking about this. I'm sure we'll talk about more horror movies Mm -hmm. uh, as the Halloween season beckons closer. But as far as today is concerned, it is time, as always, for our serotonin boost. So. What do you got? Once again, not anything anybody else can be excited about. Do you not understand how this segment works?
1: Am I supposed to be recommending things to people? I guess you can, but... I mean... What's making you happy this week? I got to see the Foo Fighters this week in Queens of the Stone Age, and I know that I talked about it on here a while back when they had that clip of Queens of the Stone Age at a festival overseas where yeah. a giant, massive pit, I think it was Glastonbury, yeah. popped up, and I... Got, During Song for the Dead. Yep, I got to experience that myself, I... Do not get in pits. I uh, <laughs> you don't I swing am, elbows. I am too old for this shit, <laughs> so I don't get involved.
0: You're the Donald Glover of uh
1: yeah pits. Yeah, exactly. Like I I want to watch it. I don't want to be in it. You just want to be next to it. Yes, exactly. I don't even want to be next to it. Next proximity. I mean, like there was actually a minute where I was actually too close to a pit. It yeah, the Queens of the Stone Age one, but I was like. No, please don't. Yeah, don't come over here. I'm, I, I'm gonna die. I, I think it was for the band Drain from California. Okay. And then, uh, oh no, it was Enter Shikari later on because I was at Riot Fest. That's where I saw all these bands. And uh, the pit started, and I was with my friend Damien, who's a photographer, and he went into the pit, and I went backward. <laughs> I'm like, I'm getting out of this mess. <laughs> And I ended up running into uh, Spooky Pants, who is the DJ for Emo Night. Nice. I hung out with him, and I'd never seen Enter Shikari before, and it's like one of his favorite bands. So I ended up seeing them. But the the Queens of the Stone Age part was really cool. And then the Foo Fighters were the morning before or the day before at nighttime, and I got to see Dave Grohl bust into Metallica among other things, Fun. Was playing all different sorts of iconic guitar riffs at one point. Yep. I think it was during, like, that segment of, uh, what do you call it? Um, Not White Limo. I don't think it was White Limo. It was the He's a like monkey wrench? No, no. It was another... I know he tends to dick around in the middle of monkey wrench. Yeah, no, there was, like, another heavy guitar track that I know you like, but I'm blanking on the name. And he busted into some other ones. Fun. As well as Josh Homme started playing a Rolling Stones song in the middle.
0: That you showed me the video of,
1: and that's really cool. That was really fun. Um, so I got to see both of those guys. I was kind of sad that Dave didn't somehow just stick around to play Gerald yes, To play with Daddy. Queens of Stones, yeah. Yeah, because that would have been fun. But uh, I, I loved it overall. I was happy to see them. And being that now, Rick Astley has covered Best of You. Now he did. uh, He did Everlong. Or Yeah, he covered Everlong. Yeah. I say I thought he did another one too, but he's been apparently covering the Foo Fighters. Yeah. the Foo Fighters need to do "Never Give You Up," and I'm sure because they they did "Never Give You Up" and called him on stage. Did they? Okay. Why
0: Rick Astley is doing?
1: Okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. I missed that completely. Yep. So I guess it's already happened. (laughs) I need to look that up.
0: It's funny too because on Sunday we went and saw Death Cab for Cutie and the yes. Postal Service, and they were both coming from Riot Fest.
1: Yes, the night before, I yeah. was literally when I was waiting for Queens of the Stone Age, I actually skipped Sleep Token, which I wanted to see, but I don't know their music either, so I was just like, okay, fine, I'll skip Sleep Token. And I went and I got myself as close as I could for Queens of the Stone Age, and they had put two of the main stage, the two main stages were right next to each other, yeah. like. Literally, you couldn't even walk in between them type thing. And they were just alternating stages. So when I was waiting for Queens, death cab was on. Right. (laughs) So I could see the screen and I could sort of hear it, but like not well enough to like really enjoy it. So it was cool to like get a little taster of what I'd see the following night. I kind of wish Meadowbrook did have screens, but. Yeah, we will get it. I I wish Meadowbrook had a lot of things. Yeah, we will get into that. (laughs)
0: This is the serotonin boost. This is the things that make us happy. not the things that we want to bitch about segments. Well, maybe we need one of those. Maybe we do. My serotonin boost this week is a comic book series that I uh, just recently got all five issues of and then read all in like one sitting. I <laughs> was absolutely enamored by it. Um, and when we talked to Jeff Lusk last week, one of the things that me and him talk about all the time is there is a comic book writer and artist called Jeff Lemire. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Lusk absolutely loves Jeff Lemire and everything he does. I have yet to find a Jeff Lemire thing that I think is truly brilliant mm-hmm. until now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's doing a series of interconnected horror miniseries called The Bone Orchard Mythos. Mm. Um, and I got all five issues of the first miniseries of it, which was called 10,000 Black Feathers. I've got it right here for you, YouTube two people. Um, and I read all five of them uh, when, we, when I got it on, uh, when I got the issues I was missing on Monday Uh, I've been collecting the current series uh, that's called ten tenement uh, where a bunch of people living in a apartment block building um, like suddenly can't leave their building and outside all the windows it looks like they've been transported to hell Uh, and that was really fascinating so I went backwards and found this first series ten thousand black feathers uh, which is also a fantastic story of these two girls that uh, grew up together and they were super into reading fantasy novels and Mm -hmm. and uh and playing Dungeons and Dragons so the one of them creates their own novel and goes on to be a successful uh successfully published author um after as they they get to their teenage years something happens to the other one and she disappears oh and the the author ends up coming back to town to try try and figure out what happened to her yeah uh so I won't spoil any more of it than that but uh fantastic story fantastic story Jeff Lemire you finally hooked me
1: yeah.
0: He's, uh, the artist on that too is Andrea uh, Sorrentino and she's done some neat stuff that I've read before too but her art definitely uh, lends itself to the horror stuff and pulls you in it's very very fun awesome so congratulations on Serotonin
1: congratulations on Serotonin
0: and uh, thank you guys once again as always for joining us for the really big fan pod you can check us out on Twitch Wednesday
1: evenings now
0: around 7 p.m. for uh, for the show and uh, you can download the podcast on Fridays. You can check out the videos on YouTube whenever...
1: We're changing that. They go up. So the videos are going to start coming out a week after the podcast. Yes. A, because I suck. And I need to get caught up. You're, caught, you're, you're behind. It's fine. You've been busy. But also to give time for it to be, you know, obviously we have our non-ad-free shows and our other shows, so it's giving us a little bit of space to let those cook before we drop a video.
0: Yeah. So if you so if you're looking forward to the video content of this please go over to Patreon you will find that stuff within the week I'm Mm -hmm. considering that uh, when when this stuff goes up so you can check out the video of it on Patreon a week early you can also get an ad free version of the podcast this podcast and like I said at the top for five dollars a month you get additional content additional podcast stuff. Yeah. That's patreon.com backslash really big fan pod. We will catch you guys next week for uh, another episode. Bye. Shutting down.
1: Did I hear you ask a ghost the other day if it was a ska DJ when you were playing Phasmophobia?
0: Okay, so obviously one of the tools is the ghost box, and that's how we communicate with a ghost. We ask it questions, and sometimes it'll it'll actually give us a response. Uh-huh. And some of the like boilerplate questions are like, are you young or old? Do you want to harm us? Would you like us to leave? That kind of stuff. Yeah. But then like, we'll get bored when they don't answer those questions and just ask them random questions. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those questions work. So we like we'll ask, are you a
1: taco? And some ghosts respond to, are you a taco? Yeah, I mean I've heard you ask if there was pizza in the afterlife. Right? Were um, some of them but, but why ska?
0: So I actually, uh, I, I asked, uh, I didn't ask the ghost if they were a ska in a ska band. I was asking.
1: asked f- if it was a ska?
0: <laughs> I was asking Fred if he was in a ska band because he was like, uh, it wasn't pick it up. What was he, what was he saying?
1: He was no, saying- I think you said it was pick it up. What was he saying
0: pick it up, pick it up, pick it up? Uh, well, yep. So, yeah, because he was trying to pick up an object that's on the floor, which can be difficult. in <laughs> Like, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. <laughs> like, are you in a ska band? It would have been amazing if the ghost had responded.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's out. And then toot, 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 toot. Yeah.
0: There's a little horn. It's the it's <laughs> ghost horn. It's the, the, um, the toot, toot uh, skeleton. Yeah, there you go. Toot, toot. Toot, toot
1: skeleton. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, I would be totally freaked out if I was in a room doing ghost hunting and all of a sudden, toot, toot. Well, not even just that. They could bust into the specials. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming from a ghost town. <laughs> So, <laughs> <laughs>